0: Hallelujah. Well, while we're all standing, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time that we have together this morning. Thank you for the word and thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for these precious folks that have come to hear from you today. Lord, I know that in and of myself, I am nothing and I have nothing, but in you, I'm more than a conqueror. And in you, I have redemption and also the anointing. And so we ask for utterance today to be given, Lord God, for these folks today. And Lord, we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And I'd like for you to open your Bibles, if you would, this morning to the book of Proverbs. And we're going to look at chapter 8 and verse 34 and verse 35. I had in my heart to talk to you about some habits of strong believers. Or habits of those who are disciples of the Lord. We could call it disciplines of true disciples. But I looked the word habit up and I found that the word habit means this. An acquired behavior pattern regularly followed until it has become almost involuntarily. Involuntary. Or a customary practice of use. I believe this, that a secret to a bright future is hidden in our daily routine. In Proverbs chapter 8, in verse 34 and 35, it said, Blessed, happy is the man that hears me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. So an anointed daily routine produces glorious results in our lives. In Galatians, in chapter 5 and verse 8, we're told this, "...for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting." I like what God's Word translation says. It says this, If you plant in the soil of your corrupt nature or of your flesh, you will harvest destruction. But if you plant in the soil of your spiritual nature, what will you harvest? You will harvest everlasting life. Gloria Copeland coined this phrase years ago, and I can't improve on it. I love how she said it. She said that a man's harvest in life depends completely on what he sows. And so the more that we plant, the more that we sow into our spirit man, amen, the stronger our spirits will become. And oh, you want a strong spirit for this day and this hour. A strong spirit will sustain you when the attacks of the enemy come. A strong spirit will cause you to overcome in the midst of infirmity and in the midst of the attacks of the enemy. Amen. And so we want to just basically look at some habits or some disciplines of those who call themselves Christians. I believe one of the first habits of a strong believer is this. They feed their spirits God's word every day. They feed their spirit God's word every day. Now Jesus addressed this when he said in Matthew the fourth chapter in the fourth verse. He says that man shall not live by bread alone. But man shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so I believe this, that we are to arrange our schedule around the Word instead of trying to make the Word fit into our busy life. Would you all agree that our lives are busy? But if we go about our busy life without the fuel and without the gas in our tank, we are going to run out and be very weakened by what's happening in this age. And so, just like gas is to your automobile, and just like food is fuel to your spirit, man, the Word of God planted in the soil of your heart becomes strength, becomes nourishment, becomes everything that you need to live an overcoming life. Hallelujah. And so, we want to look at this today, and we understand in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6, Now, to understand the context of what's happening in 1 Timothy chapter 4, Paul is addressing his young disciple Timothy. And he's telling him that in the latter days, many will depart from the faith. And they will give heed to seducing spirits. And they will draw away from the faith. And so Paul is reminding Timothy to stir up the believers that he is discipling. And to remind them that they are to feed on the Word of God. Now, notice in verse 6 it says, and read it with me if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be what? <clears throat> Nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. I want you to notice specifically this morning, nourished up in the words of faith. This word nourish means to provide with the food or other substances necessary for growth, health, and a good condition. I submit to you this morning in God's word is the substance of faith necessary for your growth. Necessary for your health and necessary for you to be in a good condition. God's word is nourishment to your spirit. Now, in the New Living Translation, I like this one. It says, One who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching that you have followed. Let me ask you this How many of you have heard the word of faith? There is a message in the word of faith. And one of the clearest messages in the word of faith is this. That we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Another message that we get from the message of faith is this. Whatever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now there are some things that we need to come over. There are some things that we need to overcome. Now, if we try to come over and to overcome the things that are coming against us by our own strength, by our own ingenuity, or by our own reasoning, we will fall very short. Amen. But, oh, thank God, if we'll be nourished up in the message of faith, if we'll be nourished up in the words of faith, glory to God, when the attack comes, we'll be ready. We'll stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. And so, as a pastor for all these years, I encourage you, I exhort you to open your Bible and read it open your Bible and declare these exceeding great and precious promises and then you will be nourished and well equipped to overcome whatever may come your way. Job twenty-three twelve in the Amplified says this, I have not gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed and treasured the words of his mouth more than what? More than my necessary food, how many of you just enjoy a good meal? How about three good meals a day? Now, if you where I was recently, it was more than three good meals a day i 've got to work some of that off. Amen. And so in the natural realm, people have no problem esteeming and valuing lunchtime. Amen. But this word esteemed here literally means to highly value, to place a high premium upon. It's like the psalmist said, More to be desired is the law of the Lord, which converts my soul and restores my mind, than even than fine gold. Amen. The Word of God is so rich There are so many things we've yet to see. You know, thank God for the knowledge we have. But I believe that we can increase in knowledge and we can increase in revelation as we stay with it, as we live in the Word of God. Jeremiah said it this way. He says, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. Amen. And they were unto me the joy and what? The rejoicing of my heart. I looked up that word rejoicing. That word rejoicing means great jubilation. Amen. I believe that when we open the Word of God, we ought to be having a feast. And when we're reading the Word correctly, with the help of the Holy Spirit, it's going to cause some joy and jubilation in your life. I mean, have you ever just been in your living room or in your family room or wherever you get into the word and all of a sudden these words of life, these words nourish your spirit so much, glory to God, that you just had to stand up and say, oh, thank you, Lord, for the word of God. I rejoice in your word. I rejoice in what you've shown me. And I'll tell you what, that's when God's word will begin to work for you. When you get so excited about it that you can hardly sit still when you get so excited about this law of the new covenant that you can barely stand it, it is the joy, it is the jubilation of my heart because I am called by your name. Hallelujah. How about you? Is that you? That's me. And so I'm encouraging you then to feed on his word and build up your faith. Now listen to this. By listening to God's Word every day. Every day. In Romans ten seventeen it says this. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, you also need to know something else. What's the opposite of faith? Well, fear. Fear comes by hearing, but not by hearing the Word of God. Fear can come by watching CNN. Fear can come by watching MSNBC. Fear can come by listening to doubt and unbelief from other believers. Or we could say unbelieving believers. Amen. So just as faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, doubt also comes by hearing and hearing the lies of the enemy. So what is this saying? This is saying we need to be very conscious of what we are hearing. Amen? Be very conscious of what we allow our eyes to see. What we allow our ears to hear. And to do that, you're going to have to go into a protection mode. What do you mean a protection mode? Well, it's like Proverbs says. He says, protect your spirit... With all diligence. Be diligent to protect your spirit, to protect your eyes, and to protect your ears, for out of your inner man flow the very issues of life. See, out of your spirit flows the love of God. Out of your spirit flows the wisdom of God. Out of your spirit flows the righteousness of God. And so we do not want to allow anything into the arena of our life, amen, that would choke that divine flow that God wants for you and I to go in. Amen? Say it with me. There is a divine flow. And I choose to protect my inner man diligently. Now, notice what Jesus said. I want you to look at this one. Look at Mark chapter 4. And notice with me in verse 24. That's why Jesus said this. In Mark, the fourth chapter, and in the 24th verse, and he said unto them. Now, this context is right after he talked about the sower soweth the word. Amen. And he said, these are they which are sown among thorns and good ground, etc. But in Mark four twenty-four, he said this. Take heed what you hear. For with what measure you meet. Now that word measure there is to treat or to value. So what Jesus is saying is this. Take heed what you hear and place a great value on what you are hearing. For what you hear will be measured back to you again. And unto you that hear shall more be given. Amen. Now, that might be just a little blind to us. Let me read it to you from the God's Word translation. God's Word translation. What he's saying is this, pay attention to what you are hearing. Pay attention. It's like Charles Cap said many, many years ago. He said, people get so poor they can hardly pay attention. Well, I think that could be a problem. For folks that just kind of are casual about the Word of God. Amen. Now notice God's word translation. He went on to say, pay attention to what you are listening to. Knowledge will be measured out to you by the measure of attention that you give. This is the way that knowledge increases. Oh, hallelujah. As a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, as a disciplined follower of him, pay attention to what he's saying to you. Look into the Word of God and feed on it daily. Pay attention to the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of you. Have you come to the realization that God's a lot smarter than you are? I mean, He knows the future a whole lot better than we know the past. And so pay attention to the Word. Pay attention to the promptings that you're getting in your spirit acknowledge him in all of your ways and watch him direct your paths so take heed jesus is saying what you are hearing and how you are hearing proverbs says this incline thine ear to my sayings incline thine ear that word incline there means listen with the intention to do something in other words. Whatever God's Word says to you, make the decision, I'm going to do it. I'm going to obey what He has to say. And there are blessings in obedience. Have you discovered that? He said this, if you be willing and obedient, there's something that I have you to eat. I have something that I want you to eat. What is it, Lord? If you be willing and obedient... You shall eat. I'm gonna go preach to these people back here. You shall eat the good of the land. Amen. I'm not kidding. Faith calls those things that be not as though they were. I call this building full every time we come together. Hallelujah. And if it ain't full of people, it's full of angels. I guarantee you right now, it ain't full of devils. Because when you walked in, God walked in. Hallelujah. And your angels walked in. Hallelujah. But God's got some good for you to eat. God's got some good for me to eat. God's got some good things for this church to do. But notice, if you be willing. How many willing folks we got here? Thank God. If you be willing and obedient, you're going to eat The good of the land. Oh, hallelujah. I prophesy over you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the good of the land is coming your way as you operate in obedience and willingness to the will and to the plan of God. So pay attention to what you're hearing. Incline your ear to his sayings. You know, it's very easy to let certain truths slip. Have you noticed that? It's very easy to, to hear a word and say, oh yeah, that word was good. I'm going to hide that word in my heart. But after a period of time, that word can slip from you if you don't keep it before you. And that's why he tells us to pay attention, close attention to what the Spirit of God is saying to us. Amen? Amen. And then, a strong believer, another discipline of the disciples of the Lord is they become strong by habitually. Yes, I said habitually. They become encouraged in the Lord by speaking God's word daily over their lives, by saying what God has said. Now, notice in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, Proverbs the 18th chapter and the 21st verse. Thank God we've got the key to life. We've got the key to victory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Notice this. He said, death and life are in what? Power. Death and life are in the power, we could say it this way, of your tongue. Neville Hayes said many, many years ago, he said, you are your mouth. You know, Jesus said, you can have what you say. Amen. He also said this, he says, I've told my people they can have what they say, but instead of said of that, they're saying what they have. For as long as you say what you have, you'll always have what you say. Death and life, death and life. This is serious. He said, I call you to record against this day that I've sent before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. Then he goes on to say, therefore, make the right choice. Choose life that you and your seed may live. Now let's read verse 21 together. Ready, read. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I choose to speak life. I choose to speak health. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Amen. I choose to speak prosperity in the midst of lack. Somebody says, well, I I just don't believe that works. Well, I've come too far, too many years down the road. I know it works. I've seen it work. I've seen it where there was apparent lack, where glory to God, in 24 hours, God turned it around. Amen. Now, He'll do the same thing for you, and He'll do the same thing for this church as we all place ourselves in agreement with His Word. See, basically, saying what God says about yourself is saying that you're in agreement with Him. Amen? How many of you want to be in agreement with God? Uh, Just simply agree with Him. By what? By believing. And by aligning your tongue and hooking your, your tongue up with your spirit. Amen. Saying what God's word says. Listen to this statement. Put God's word in your heart and you will speak it with your mouth. God's word in your mouth will cause good things to happen in your life. Charles Capps, I want to encourage you to get this little booklet called God's Creative Power. How many of you have a copy of God's creative power? Oh, I don't know. It's maybe 50 to 75 scriptures that just go and tell you who you are and what you have and what you can do in Christ. Now, one of the statements that's been life changing for me throughout the years is a statement he made in that little book, God's creative power. And I see Cindy sitting back there. She's thinking it be better order some of those. Because every time Pastor Thomas uh, recommends a book, people go to get them. But listen to this. He said, The Word of God conceived in the human spirit, formed by the tongue, and spoken out of the mouth, becomes creative power that will work for you. Somebody says, Well, I wish I could believe that. Thank God you're a believer, aren't you? You can believe that. And if you do believe it, and you act upon it, you will see the creative power of God, the same power that created the universe, the same power that he's upholding the universe by. That same power will flow through you as you speak and declare what God's word says about you. Hallelujah. How many have ever seen a, 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 a struggling preacher, I might say, by the name of Joel Osteen? Anybody ever heard of Joel? The smiling preacher. He's a great little preacher, amen. He's a good minister. His dad, John, praise the Lord, uh, founded the church down there in Lakewood, down in Houston, Texas. And for years and years and years, they would start their services out by saying, "This is my Bible." And everyone say, "This is my Bible. I am what the Word of God says I am. I have what the Word of God says I have." And I can do what the Word of God says I can do. And today, hallelujah. And so that's the way they start out a lot of their teaching. Then he tells a joke. I like the Word better than his jokes. His jokes are kind of corny and kind of dry. But say it with me. I am what the Word of God says I am. Somebody says, oh, am I? Well, you just gave yourself away. And that's nothing wrong with that. You don't know what the Word of God says you are. And the only way you're going to find out what the Word of God says, what you are and who you are, is by looking in the Word of God. So I want to take you through a few exercises today. How many of you are ready to exercise? All right. I want to to take you through some exercises on who you are, what you can do, and what you have in Christ. How many of you are ready? We're going to start out with a 10 pound weight. Whatever the word of God says I am, I am. Say it with me. I am a new creation. I've been created in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Stripes of Jesus. I, am I am more than a conqueror, a conqueror through him, through him that, loves that loves me. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong, I am strong, I am strong in, the in the Lord and in the power, in the power of, his of his might. Woo, man, that, that's shouting ground right there. I am strong. How many folks are strong here today? Somebody says, Yeah, but I feel so weak. That's why you need to say, I'm strong. Because over there in Joel, it says, Let the weak say, let the weak say, I I am strong. So when God says you're strong and you feel weak, then you choose life over death. It's your choice. You can talk about how weak you are. You can talk about how poor you are. And those words registered upon your heart, spoken long enough and believed long enough, will become destructive power. But oh, thank God, we're not talking about being weak. We're talking about being strong. We're not talking about all of our aches and pains. We're talking about all the aches and pains that he took. Himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. What He took, you don't have to take. Just go like this I am not taking it. I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. I'm not receiving it anymore. Woo! I am strong. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm not strong in Mark Thomas. I'm not strong in my education. I'm not strong in my portfolio. I'm strong in him. I'm strong in him. I'm strong and you're strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Hallelujah. His power is is readily available if you will activate it by faith-filled words. The activation of the power will go into your life and strengthen you and heal you and quicken you and cause you to rejoice in the Lord your God. Whoo! By my God, I can run through a troop and I can leap over a wall. Yeah, but I don't know, Pastor. I, don't, I just don't know. Well, the Word of God says you can know. I said the Word says you can know. And if you stay in it long enough, you will know. You will know the truth. And the truth believed and spoken and declared regularly in your life, it will set you free. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just up here telling you something that I think. I'm telling you something that I know. Something that I've seen happen in my life for the last 40 years. God has taken me out and brought me up. He's taken me out of disease and brought me into health. He's taken me out of lack and brought me into a wealthy place. I know this works. God's word works. But it must be worked for you to work it. And we're not talking about the works of the law and the works of the flesh. We're talking about working with him and letting his word work in you. For it is God that's all the while at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's your father's good pleasure for you to experience life and have it more abundantly. Come on, let's raise our hands and thank him. Glory to God. 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 Yeah, but pastor, I've spoken so many things contrary to the word of God. Just repent. Pray for crop failure. And start today. It's a new day. It's a new day. This is the day (laughs) that the Lord has made. I tell you, there's an anointing on that strength right now. Amen. You believe it, you say it, and you can have it. Amen. Say it with me. I am complete in him, for he is the head of all principality and power. You don't, know, you don't need anyone or anything to complete you. You are already complete in him. It doesn't matter whether people accept you or not. You are the accepted in the beloved. Amen. Now say this with me. I am the handiwork of God. I am his workmanship. I'm a son of God. I am an heir of God. And I am a joint heir with Jesus. Say this one real strong. I am free from all fear. Say it again. I am free from all fear. How can you say that? Listen, I am free free. from all fear. fear. Based on what? Based on what? what? What are we basing these declarations on? We can't just walk around and say things off the top of our head. We've got to know what the Word says. And the Word says, Ingrid just quoted in 2 Timothy 1, 7... Come on, somebody, help me come up with it. 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and love. No more fear here. But did you also notice that at the end of that verse, it says, Also, he's given you a sound mind. So say this with me. I am free from all fear. And I have... A sound mind. mind. Say this with me. I have have the mind mind of Christ. Christ. You know, we were recently around quite a few older people. (laughs) Much older in their thinking and their acting than moi. (laughs) And, you know, people are talking about you need to keep yourself sharp. And so we saw a lot of people doing crossword puzzles, and that's good. And we saw a lot of people reading, and that's good. That's awesome. But listen, there ain't nothing like your blood covenant that'll keep your mind sharp. There is nothing like the word of the Lord in your heart, spoken out of your mouth, that will cause your mind to be sharp. Hallelujah. Now, right along with having a sound mind that means that we're free from all down days. What do you mean down days? You know, those days where you're just kind of down. Instead of looking up, looking down. Well, I just don't feel right today. Your feelings have nothing to do with that. A sound mind will keep you from the doors of depression. A sound mind will shut the door not only on fear, but it will also shut the door on all torment. Fear has torment. And there are things of the past, if you let it and you allow it, will literally torment you. But God says, you and I have the mind of Christ. God says, you have a sound mind. Yeah, but the doctors say, I have imbalances in my mind. Okay, that's what they say, but what are you going to say? Here's what you can say. I have a calm. I have a well-balanced mind. Amen? Shut the door. Shut the door. This, what we talk about for years in this place, this is the higher life. And I don't apologize for it. I'm not going to back down from it. One of my main assignments as a pastor is to bring this message of faith into the lives and hearts of the people of this church. Thank God for other people that specialize in other things. But how many of you know you just got to stay in your own lane? This word works. Folks, this word is alive. We're not dealing with dead scrolls. We're dealing with life. We're dealing with light. You get this life in this light. On the inside of you, it dispels death. It dispels darkness. And you go to walking in the love of God, this love will cast out all fear. And fear and torment will be a dead issue. It will be a thing of the past. And the devil will try to bring pictures and try to bring imaginations. Don't just sit there. And look at reruns all day. Those reruns are not designed to bless you. Those reruns are designed to depress you. I say by the word of the Lord, turn the channel. You've got the remote. I said, you've got the remote. And the remote's on the inside of you. Believe and say and declare what God's word has to say about you, no matter where you've been, no matter what you're coming, what you, what's going on right now. God's word is your way of escape. Say it with me: I'm free from fear, free from fear. and I am a world, a world. Overcomer. overcomer. I don't have to, and you don't have to lower ourselves to the ways of the world to overcome. And then strengthen your spirit by declaring what you have in Christ Jesus we're running out of time so let me just say these words with you say it with me whatever i whatever the word says i have i have i have the faith of god residing on the inside of me i have the peace of god that passes all understanding i have redemption through the blood. You ready to get happy? I have joy, unspeakable and full of God's glory. I have the joy of the Lord and it is my strength. Whatever the word says, I can do. I can do. Stand up, everybody, and say this with me on your way up. Say it strong. I can. do all things things. through Christ Christ, (coughs) who strengthens me. me. I can walk by faith and not by sight. sight. I can reign and I do reign reign as a child of the King King, through Jesus Christ. Christ. I think we ought to praise him for a few moments. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I double-dog dare you this morning to get excited. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I double-dog dare you today to stay in here for a few moments and let the presence of God and the goodness of God saturate your very being. Hallelujah. Pastor Tom, come if you would. Glory to God.